Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I can't believe this is the season one finale. I am so, so happy and grateful um, for anyone out there who's listening and for everyone who's been a guest and who has supported me in this. It's been really fun and I'm I'm honestly really proud of myself uh, for starting this. I've wanted to start something like this for a really long time, and I am super, super happy with how everything has turned out. Um, obviously, things are are different this year than we could have ever imagined, but lately I've been trying to find some of the like silver linings of 2020, um, and maybe I'll talk more about that in my my uh, Sunday mini episode, um, which by the way, this week we're finishing up uh, season or not season, week 12, season 12. That will be a long time from now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just wanted to say a huge thank you to anyone out there who's listening. Um, if you've li- oh my goodness, if you've listened to any episodes in the past or if you're just joining right now, um, I am so, so grateful that you're here and choosing to spend time with me in your headphones um, or, you know, blasting out to your whole apartment maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited uh, for 2021. Hopefully it is even better and bigger and we can all achieve our dreams Um I'm going to do a little recap, I think, episode maybe um, between seasons or as the first episode for season two because there's just been so many great nuggets of information in the past few episodes and I just want to do a little recap. Even though the season was pretty short since we just started in October, there's just been so, so much um, to learn from everyone here and I think that Everyone this year has really been taking the time to work on themselves and hopefully become, you know, strong in themselves so that way when we're back ready to go into creative jobs and and dancing more often, um, we can be in a better place than we were even in 2019. So that is my New Year's wish for you guys. And this is, as I said, the season finale. Um, The video for this is really funny. I got to interview my roommate um, who we went to high school together and she has just been like the blessing of 2020. Um, It's been so fun living with her and we 
recorded the first episode, which I'll talk about. Um, we recorded it for the first time, and I thought it was a great idea to go on Instagram Live at the same time to maybe get a few more people to pay attention. Um, but that messed up the audio for the YouTube video, so I didn't save the Instagram Live. And basically, we had to re-record the entire interview. So the first one uh, is lost to whoever uh, saw it live for real. That was the one and only time you'll ever see that recording. Um, but the the second one is just as good. And there's a really funny moment um, about six minutes in um, that is hilarious because I had a laughing fit because I got a carbonation up my nose. And I kept that in just because it makes me laugh. So you may might be a you had to be there moment or maybe you have to watch the YouTube video, but I thought it was pretty funny. I think it's funny to see other people laughing and hear other people laughing. So um, I will let you guys get into that. Um, if you could leave a rating and a review on this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Essentially Haley, and follow us on Instagram. That would be amazing. I'm so, so happy that we got to 200 subscribers um, before the end of the year on YouTube. Maybe we could make it 201 with you. <laughs> okay, enough of me blabbing around. Uh, let's get into the episode. Hello. Hi, everybody. So welcome back. Uh, for us, welcome back very recently to the season finale. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day over here. We just recorded the season finale, and I had the great idea that it would be like so fun to put it on IG Live, but I needed to charge my phone because I have garbage battery. So I plugged my phone into the computer, and as soon as I did IG Live on my phone, the audio recording for YouTube and the actual file that I use for the podcast just dis it just doesn't exist. So we had a great IG live with one viewer. We had more than one viewer. We did. We, we had, had a, couple, a lot of people like pop in and out. But our very good mutual friend watched the whole thing, which yes. is so sweet. Huge shout out to Annabelle <laughs> because she is our one true love. Um, but yeah, so if you can't tell, we're obviously in a different place. And I'm saying we because it's not just me. This is Natalie. Um, and she's my guest today. My I get to interview her twice. Woo! We, we just have like a little refresher. This is going to be very like, we're going to be pros at this. Totally. We had know? a hot cocoa in the last one. Yeah. And we've moved on to Martinelli's sparkling cider. Cheers. So very, and it's snowing outside, so it, it feels is. like... It's a winter wonderland. What else can we do besides record something twice? For real. And it's like Christmas. Last week was like we did Hanukkah. I mean, it's still Hanukkah tonight. Woo woo. But um, it's getting close to Christmas. And for our craft, what we did was we made some... Yours is better than mine, but I'll show off mine. We made some little some things maybe i'll use the the video footage in the uh when i post this video i'll edit everything um and share that with you guys so you can see how horrible the audio was for that um but for the podcast if you can't you obviously see we made some kind of star ornaments where i mostly just covered mine in glitter um and you actually did kind of like a glitter border around like a copper 
Nice Lots star. of glitter going on. Yeah, there. so we'll hang it on our tree, Gertie. And, uh, cause she, she's cute, but she definitely is a little sparse in some areas. Yes, and we named her Gertie cause it just felt right. Yeah. You know, you gotta do what feels right. Mm-hmm. So, who are you? <laughs> this is Natalie. I gave her a better introduction the first time we did this, but she and I met. We went to high school together, um, at a wonderful school called the Cambridge School of Weston, um, where we got to dance and do art and do all sorts of things like all during the day it's a performing arts school or not even just a performing arts school I'd say it's yeah, just like a, I feel like when you say it's a performing arts school people picture like fame I would say it's like a high school a normal high school that considered art an academic subject yeah yeah and also like all types of art like we were required to do visual art theater music dance like you had to pick I think four out of the five different art components um within your schedule and stuff and it's, it's a very cool progressive kind of kooky school um but it's that's how we met so we're very grateful and yeah natalie is a dancer and an actress a comedian and she has like a real person job she like knows about marketing and social media and advertising and she did tell me what she does for her real job in the last uh, round of this exact same interview so I'm excited to ask her again because honestly it didn't sink in um so <laughs> where to even start okay so we kind of usually we start off with a craft which we mm -hmm. don't really need to do we mostly just like have this mess in front of us and I decided to just pour glitter basically all over who the doesn't want to pour glitter now yeah you know? you know and that's something I'm really grateful for because you put up with my <laughs> insane crafting and also are like the one loyal fan of dancers doing stuff so I'm excited to actually have you on the show instead of just having you in the background listening <laughs> and being our one live viewer every week <laughs> so starting off always after the craft I like to talk about dance background so mm -hmm. where are you from when did you start dancing so I, like a lot of youngins, um, enrolled in like ballet class when I was a kiddo. Um, I think actually the first thing I did was like true like creative movement where like I have memories of like pretending to be a butterfly. And, like, I literally stuff do like that, that. Yeah. every week. Yeah, I think um, you saying that, you talking about that the other week like triggered that memory of like, oh my god, yeah, I took like a creative movement class. So I took ballet as, like, you know, a kindergartner and just, like, really loved it. I wore my leotard everywhere, like, to the point that my mom would, like, have to, like, be, like, time to, like, take it off. Like, oh. we need to wash it. Like That's, like, that commercial where the little girl's in her, like, princess <laughs> cape or something. Oh, no, that's And so it's cute. interesting, like, looking back at photos, you know, like, because... I'm sure kids now will have so many photos of themselves, but, like, there was days where our parents could come in and take pictures of us in ballet class, and, like, I am someone that can't ever focus on anything and couldn't as a child, and the photos of me in ballet class, I was just, like, enamored, like, behind the teacher, yeah. like, standing perfectly in line, like, um, so, yeah, I really loved dance, and as I got older... I kind of always had a lot of interests. Like, I played sports. Um, but as I got older, it became clear that, like, dance was the thing I really loved. And I loved, like, 
learning different styles and um I also got very into theater and kind of like loved always being like in all the dance numbers and the theater shows what (laughs) what just happened (laughs) oh I'm not used to (laughs) oh my goodness wow I'm not used to drinking carbonated beverage. You had a sip of that. It like went up your nose. I I think I burped through my nose (laughs) and it took over my body. (laughs) Oh my god. traditional ballet, jazz, hip-hop outside of school, and then in school did more, like, of a modern focus. Like, we did a lot of, like, Graham and, like, Horton and um, general moving how you feel also. Massaging strangers (laughs) and whatnot. Um, Yeah, no, I think we both, I said this the last time we recorded this, but we both had a very, like, we were a bit scandalous for our high school in the fact that, like, <laughs> I'm not the in least, that way. I'm no. the least scandalous person in in terms of scandalous, but in terms of like liking mainstream mm-hmm. like art, I think. Yeah, which is I think yeah. There's like definitely a balance of you know, like it's it's so I'm so glad that I had that like really in-depth like creative kooky kind of yeah. like feel the earth under your body like that benefited me so much and then also having like different types of dance outside but I think it was kind of like wild for us to want to do kind of technical stuff and we had some pushback I think I was two years older than you so I kind of had like a, you definitely a paved the way that. for me and then I don't really know I mean it's different now because there's a, another I mean the dance director was amazing when we were there, and there's a new one now. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's interesting because our school, like, very – I feel like very much prides itself on being, like, weird. <laughs> and so sometimes when you want to do something that's not necessary – like, even, like, even the musical theater, they would yeah. never pick, like, a we really always classic show. Shows. Until oh when you got there, they finally started to do, like, a few more, like, yeah. classic musical theater yes. shows. But mm-hmm. – I don't know. I think both of both of those things are so beneficial to your education. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we got to have that because a lot of people don't get that until they go to college. Totally. I think, like, especially, like, we got so much kind of, like, 
well-rounded arts education in high school, which was great. And I didn't realize how unique that was until I got to college. Same, same. Mm-hmm. So CSW, Cambridge School of Lesson, whoop, whoop, we loved it. Um, shout out anyone watching. <laughs> Sponsor us, alumni. We will, we will promote the school for you because we are such successful alumni doing such great things. But no, we, we are. We are. So on that note, I mean, after high school, you applied to colleges. You went really hard into acting. Yeah. So I got very into, in my last couple years in high school, musical theater, basically because I think I always bounced these worlds of like, I loved acting and I loved theater. And like, it was a big thing in high school that like, I was constantly like full time doing those both. Um, and I applied to school for musical theater, ended up kind of going more like a straight theater route because I, my dream school was always USC and they didn't have a musical theater <laughs> program. So we went there and did that. Um, but my dance background always really helped me at USC. The first thing I I booked, the first thing I booked, no, the first like role I got cast in at USC was like a very movement-based piece, um, which was really cool and felt like really awesome to be cast as a sophomore. That was something that didn't happen a lot. Um, but it was all because of my like weird movement training. So that was very cool. Um, but yeah, throughout college, I got very into theater. Um, I spent a year studying in London, just like straight Shakespeare and classical theater, which was very cool. Again, towards the end of my college career, I realized that um, I also kind of like had this passion for marketing. My parents' ordeal was always kind of like I had to like minor in something that wasn't the arts. They were super supportive of me going to school for the arts, but you know, like take some other classes, which I'm glad they made made me do. And I really liked my marketing classes. I was always like very like into that and very naturally a salesperson. And um, I know I've told you this before. Yes, um, tell it. Tell (laughs) this story because it's so cute. um, Growing up, like my dad's favorite story is always like he took me one weekend to go make lemonade for a lemonade stand. Probably, I think, I really remember my mom being pregnant in this memory. It was um, like a special moment. Yeah. Like last only child moment. Yeah, I think it thing. was really one of my like, yeah, exactly. So we went to the store and we made lemonade and I sold all this lemonade. And I came in so proud that I had made like $50 or something. And then my dad was like, okay, great. You made $50. Like here are the overhead costs. Like here's... It was like $5 for lemons, $3 for sugar, and he made me pay him back. And he was always going to give the money back. Right. But his, like, proudest moment is the next morning I was out selling, like, painted rocks on the corner and was like, no overhead costs. (laughs) So he's always really, really pushed me to go into business. So I decided to take business and marketing classes and kind of, like, naturally succeeded in them in huge part to my theater training. I got recruited for a job out of college, literally from giving a presentation. And I know that's from like being comfortable on stage. And um, yeah, it did feel pretty cool as like a theater major to kind of like win that competition and like get that interview and then eventually get the job um, that I I did right out of college. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is so cool. It's I think that's such an important thing 
to say and to bring attention to that like the arts are so important because they help you in all aspects even if you don't go into the arts professionally learning the things you learn in dance class especially what you were talking about earlier with like community and teamwork and all of those things teamwork is so important when you're in a big corporate company yeah. right like it's like I don't know. There's just so many skills and the arts are so important. So like support the arts, everyone, <laughs> please. I know if you're listening to this or watching this, you most likely are a supporter of the arts because the show is called Dancers Doing Stuff. But you know, like doesn't hurt to doesn't hurt it, to remind know? anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sometimes catch myself off. doing that too. Like, hey, have I gone and seen a show in non-COVID times? And if it, the answer is no, maybe I should go see a show. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, I mean, I know people have said this before, but like, what has everyone spent their time consuming during this pandemic? Netflix shows, music, YouTube content. Like, you are literally consuming the arts, so don't try and tell us <laughs> that the arts aren't essential because the arts are what have gotten you through this pandemic and we're still in it because all of you don't want to wear your mask <laughs> and you're going out there instead of just sitting home and consuming art. So, wear your mask and consume art. I'm getting kind of grumpy like an old man. Oh my god, this is wilder. This is a wild episode. But we're wild. I'm a wild person. We're wild girls. So, we eat cheese and do puzzles on a weekday. Yes, yes. But I honestly know, I, I really like how like fun we're being because <laughs> I think that this is like how, this is how I dream this show to be, like actually yeah. being able to talk to people in person. So I'm so lucky that I get to live with someone who is creative and a dancer and like is the perfect yeah. guest. I know this. this was like the original vision for your show and it's like so cool and it's so cool to see like how, how much of art and stuff like this has innovated in this time, but I am really excited to like get back to a time where we can like play as humans again i know something you know i do is that every monday midnight est we improv buzz buzz oh yes plug it Find up, us on plug twitch um yes that's but, so fun that you do twitch yeah you're like gamers but actors but like every monday in this pandemic i've done an improv show and it's so fun and it has kept me so sane and it is like one of my it's like just something that brings me joy. I mean, you're never gonna make money as an improviser ever. So it's Unless just you're on SNL, I guess. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, but it's really cool that we've been able to like innovate and do that, do Zoom improv. But of course, I do miss like the real thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've done a lot of like self tapes, which is really cool. What are some of getting back into kind of just like the industry and that kind of stuff? What are some of your, like, favorite jobs and things that you've done, dance-related or just, like, acting-related since you've been in L.A.? Yeah, so now I live in New York with Haley, but um, I lived in L.A. for nine years. I almost hit the decade mark, which is nine years. So We're old. (laughs) We are old. Oh, my goodness. I lived in L.A. for nine years, so I've – and in my – corporate job and in my like artistic jobs I've gotten to see a lot of like in front of and behind the camera kind Mm. of stuff which has if there's like anything I'm really glad I did it was like working jobs where I got to like learn about production and casting and like all of this stuff when I was working making commercials is like oh my god it just like gives you such perspective of like I remember one time we didn't cast a girl because we were like she's simply too beautiful 
And it's like, I, as an actor, wish I could have called that girl and been like, hey, I just want you to know you killed it. We thought you were simply too beautiful to be believable. Like, you know, and it's just you never, um, so much of acting is facing rejection and not booking those dream jobs that you never, you never know. Why? Yeah. That's like one of my favorite stories. It was like, we just like, don't believe she's from like a small town. Like she's just too, and I was like, but she nailed it. She nailed the audition and she was like up there. She was our second choice. And, um, yeah, they never tell you that. I think. So that's been really cool when I was working behind the scenes on like big budget commercials. You learn a lot because there's nothing that gets more money poured into it than big budget commercials. Um, On, you know, the acting side, it's always been fun to like work on indies. I've done a couple commercials as an actor. Like I worked, I did a Wiener Schnitzel commercial. I did a Timex commercial um, where like driving to the Timex commercial like my tire popped in the desert it was like this whole like I had to like get some stranger to drive me back to LA it was a stranger from set it was not it was not a total stranger but um uh yeah I think like I've done some really really great jobs I've done some horrible jobs (laughs) truly like overnight shoots wearing the bikini and it's the and it's you know the worst and I think a lot of people expect when they go into the arts that every job is going to be fulfilling and every job is going to bring you some joy that's not true Mm -hmm. I have had many jobs that have brought me no joy (laughs) every job has taught me a lesson like Mm -hmm. and I've learned something about the industry and about my career and about what I want to do and what I want my life to look like but, um, yeah, it's still really hard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you navigate getting an agent in L.A.? Yeah. So, I – there's so many ways to get an agent in L.A., and I think there's so many agents in L.A., good ones and bad ones. Um, I, out of college, didn't really look for one. When I ended up kind of quitting my full-time job to focus more on the arts, I – First one I got was through, like, a showcase. You Mm -hmm. can, like, go take these seminars and showcase for agents. And it was a great, like, mid-sized agency. They got me that Wiener Schnitzel commercial. (laughs) Um, But they only wrote me commercially. And then afterwards, I was kind of, like, looking for another agent that would also send me out for theatrical auditions, which theatrical, although it it means – TV and film. I hate. So I hate strange. that they call it that because it's it's hard to explain to people. Like, oh, my theatrical agent doesn't send me out for theater. They send me out for TV and film. Yeah, that's so. Crazy. Um, and then like a stage agent would send you out for. It's crazy. Oh but, my god, um, you need four hundred agents. <laughs> I need at least just one. I just want one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it's like sometimes you be at an audition, like one audition I've told you about. I was at that was like half agents that came from dance agents and half came from commercial agents but how I got my second agent was um they always tell you like emailing agents like it'll lead nowhere or it's yada yada and I got really good advice in like some of the million seminars I took in LA about being an actor that like sending out cold emails and cold headshots it is exhausting and it does make you kind of feel like nobody wants you um 
it's almost like a dating apps. Like it's like it's like as if you get swiped left on yeah. a dating app all day long. But um, someone told me like send out three a day. Don't sit down and try to send out forty. And so I did that for like a month. I sent out three a day, and eventually, an agent I was really excited about, their assistant got back to me. And when I went into the office to meet with them, uh, she was at the front desk and she was like, oh, I pulled your headshot. I saw your training. And it was really cool to be like, you know, to so many people I didn't stand out. But to this one girl, I did stand out. And um, yeah, I've been with them for a while. And I'm lucky enough to still be getting auditions in this pandemic. Um, we had a fun experience with one of your self-tapes that we had to find a swimming pool. Oh my God. During, it was pretty soon after you had first moved here. That's, I didn't know what you were about to say. I was like, which one? There's been so many crazy ones. Um, yeah, I, you know, and it's kind of one of those things that you always, it's why what you do on this podcast is so cool. Talking about things outside of dance and outside yeah. of art is like, it's always the thing you like least expect, like that weird thing you do in your life that like books you. And like, I used to be a synchronized swimmer. Like, and that was what I got called back and even put on hold, I think, for an audition that like, I had to go find a swimming pool, but it's COVID and there's swimming pools nowhere. <laughs> and we were in New York. So it's not like you're in LA where yeah. it's like nice weather and people have them outside. <laughs> so we Ubered to an LA fitness and then while this poor child was taking a swimming lesson, Haley like filmed <laughs> footage of me like um, swimming, swimming and, and doing, doing synchronized swimming. And Very funny. It was so funny, but yeah. it was also like one of the like most exciting parts of my pandemic experience because I've really been just like here or like going to work and teaching the kids and coming back you know home, what it so. would be a unique story outside of the pandemic you yeah, know what I mean no, I think that's what sure. it is is you're like that would have been a cool story in real life <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. no for sure okay so we are gonna do our first game for the second time today. okay I'm going to give you new yeah. new ones let's do it so we're gonna do would you rather because I've, as I've said before this is, like, a really fun way because the whole point of this is to get to know, like, artists as people outside of just, like, what they do in the arts. And I think Would You Rather is a really quick way to see how someone's brain works. Mm -hmm. So, here we go. We're going to do a few more than three, which is the normal number, because this is the season, season finale. Season finale part two. We're crazy. It's like The Bachelor where they're, like, part two. <laughs> night two. Night and it is. Two. Night two is a little... We'll Loser and crazier. <laughs> and then we'll do the reunion after. Oh, we'll yep. sit and talk about how the podcast yes. went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We won't do that. We okay. will do it afterwards. It just won't be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Okay. Would you rather have a giraffe neck or have to wear summer clothes all through each winter? Okay. You know what's funny is I'm going to say the latter. Have wear summer clothes all through the winter. I don't know if you remember this about me in high school. You probably don't. I, like, really hated jackets. And I would... I feel like I remember this. Cause and I, I feel would, like you always had a half quarter... Three quarters yeah. long sleeve and, like, nothing else. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe there's definitely something weirdly rooted in there that, like, I liked to be, like, I'm cold and I'm fine. Like, I'm tough. 
Which is so weird. I don't Especially know. Especially growing up, like, outside of Boston, where, yeah. like, it's literally cold, like, most of the, the time. year. So, I, you know what? I could do that. I did it my whole childhood. And if you lived in a place that, like, winter is actually warm, like LA, you could yes. get away with it. There's mm-hmm. always loopholes with these. Oh, this is the instruction, so never mind about that. Would you rather have a snake wrapped around your left arm from now for eternity, or... Be invisible to everyone forever. Oh, um, the I'm gonna say the snake. I feel like it would be a built-in friend at all times. Ooh. And I are feel you, like it'd be Are you okay with reptiles? Um, I'm not I big controversial. I'm not like a huge animal person. Like I'm not like I not that I don't like save the animals. I I not that I don't like them, but I just like I'm not a big but weirdly enough, like a snake doesn't bother me. Mm. Of all the animals, maybe it's like a fur thing. I don't know. Interesting. I think a snake's kind of cool. Also could be like rooted in Britney Spears. Ah, true. Because that was the first thing I thought of when you said that. Would you rather get bitten by a dog every time you go outside or have to eat without using your hands or cutlery? You know what? I'm going to say have to eat without using your hands or cutlery. Because you could... Oh, no hands, though. No hands. I Sushi's my favorite food, though, and I feel like that you could easily be, like, you wouldn't need... Yeah. Yeah, you just... And, you know, I love cheese, and you could just bite a wheel of cheese off. Yeah, just you know? nibble it. And, um, yeah, dogs... The Being bit... Dogs, like, big dogs, and, like, being bitten by a dog really scares me. Did I ever tell you I got bit in the face by a dog? No, but my, I yeah. imagine that's scary. My mom... Side story. That's what you get in the season finale, round two. Side story. <laughs> my mom used to work at Nantucket Nectars mm-hmm. in Harvard Square when they had their offices there. And they had, like, so many dogs. All the people who worked at Nantucket Nectars were, like, right out of college. And I would get to go there after school and, like, read Encyclopedia Brown books <laughs> while my mom, like, finished up. And like, <laughs> and, like, I would, like, sign for packages sometimes. And the two guys who, Nantucket Nectars... If you're not from New England, you might not know them, but, um, and now, like, they're, they, they're owned by, like, Snapple or Cadbury or something crazy, like, the the office doesn't exist anymore like that, but, um, they always had dogs, and, like, everyone could bring their dog to the office, and long story short, the Tom and Tom, the juice guys, one of them had a dog, it wasn't a Dalmatian, but it looked like a Dalmatian, and I was, like, six. I was meeting all the dogs in the in the office. And I'm, like, a cat person. So I already was, like, hesitant about dogs. And I let it smell my hand. Oh, and then it just <laughs> lunged at me and bit me in the face and pinned me up against the door. That's so scary. And then the dog had to go to dog jail, but it was on Nantucket. And then the next time you I met God, that's, it, like, it when, nice. like, rich people get, like, house arrested. <laughs> Literally. But then it was... After that, the next time I saw the dog after it got out of its jail sentence on Nantucket, mm-hmm. it was very nice to me. Oh, good. But I did not trust it. Rehabilitation. Yeah. Though. We like you it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Last one. Oop. Would you rather have to move to a different house every week or have cloves of garlic for fingernails? I would love having to move to a different house every week. Mm. I am not, like, I have, like, very big commitment issues on, like, as we've talked about and we'll further talk about, like, I do a lot of things. Yeah. And I kind of think I have that about, like, 
being in one place for too long too. Like I love to move around. I love to like, I'm constantly in New York, like going to different neighborhoods and just walking around and exploring them. Um, I have like a little bit of like restlessness in me. So mm-hmm. I think I'd actually like love the idea of like living in a suitcase house to house. And then plus like you can travel and see the world. Cancun 2022. We're doing it. <laughs> we wanted to do it in 21, but we don't think it's going to happen. probably won't happen, but it's happening at some point. Sometime. And we're going to go back to London because we both live there and we love it. And I got to actually see you. And yeah. we both got to be in London at the same time. My second time living in London and then you're when you were abroad. Yeah. So, so we both lived. I lived there for a year and you've lived there twice. It, it's such a cool city and I yeah. think it's inspiring to both of us yeah mm-hmm. we love it so other passions outside of dance I know we talked a bit about acting let's talk about like your real job and I'm gonna let you explain it again because she's like a real <laughs> deal business person so uh my like I said I kind of like out of college like worked more in like production and stuff on commercials um always like social social media now what I do is I like work for companies and I help buy the like media placements and on on social channels and um it is again like just a whole nother side of the business to see you know I um we are deeply obsessed with this Burberry commercial oh that's so uh, beautiful it's perfect and it is just cool to see like it would be so cool to get an asset like that that you know the dancing's amazing the costuming costuming is amazing uh, like the cinematography, the production value of it, really the post-production value, what they yeah, did with, with all the of snowballs. those. snowballs. I'm yeah. going to put a link to it. Yeah, like, put a link to it. It's so we, good. Uh, I watch it all the time. I literally and watch it all so, the time. So, like, it would be really cool to, like, get an asset like that. And my job would be, like, where are we going to serve this? Like, is it going to be a stories ad? Is it going to be mm. on Tumblr, on Twitter, on, you know, And, Reddit? like, you would be like, oh, like, I think it would really benefit your business to, like, Invest in creating a Snapchat face feature that promotes your brand, like stuff like that. Yeah, that's so cool. So it's like you get you're not necessarily like creating the stuff, but you get to decide like the value of it, basically. Yeah, and where it goes and how you see it. Ooh, yeah, that sounds important. And who knew that that was even a job? I know. There's so much that goes into everything, and the arts are so relevant to our whole world yeah so it's um that's what I do and then like interests outside of work um I am super obsessed with comedy comedy is I've always performed but like comedy specifically came at like a later time in my life I think this is this like weird thing um I don't think we've ever talked about this like I think like growing up there is this like idea that like a girl can't be funny and be pretty like you're either the pretty girl or you're the funny girl and And you're both and I was of course growing (laughs) up I was like I want to be the pretty girl like the pretty girl isn't loud she doesn't speak out of turn she isn't quirky and crazy and I think when I was like 25 I signed up for an improv class just to be like I need to get used to like being back on stage and I like really found like a community and really found like this sense of humor I like didn't like, my friends knew I had, but I didn't yeah. know was something that, like, I could share with people. And 
I love making people laugh. Like that's my drug. Um, and yeah, you can be the pretty girl. You can be the funny girl. You can be the smart girl. Like you don't have to pick just one. And yeah. I hope girls now are learning that more than I think. I think that we kind of started to learn that in our generation, yeah. but I hope that like the generation of like the students you teach, like realize like, yeah, you can be a hip hop dancer and a lawyer. Like yeah. that's okay. You can be both. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. And another thing that we've gotten into, a passion outside of the arts, is we've gotten a bit witchy. Oh, and yes. <laughs> and not like we're doing seances for the devil, but I had this, like, pack of tiny little mini tarot cards, and one day... So, Natalie, I know anyone listening to the podcast knows that I've been doing the artist way, and Natalie, I roped her, so she's been doing it with me this whole time, which has been so nice to have someone, because maybe some of you out there who listen to the podcast or watch the live show actually do the artist way, but I don't hear from you guys, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll find a way to change that in 2021 and actually, like, make this more of a community, but it's been nice to be able to talk with you about my experiences with the artist way, and... We kind of, we were doing our morning pages, and then I have these tarot cards that are like this mini deck of tarot cards, and we kind of just did it on a whim, and you got like really into it, and like of course yeah. TikTok has has taken over I and know. gotten us to be more witchy, and, and we love yes. crystals, we went <laughs> to like a magical crystal land in New York, and it was really cool actually. It was really, I need more because my crystal mysteriously broke in my room. I don't it's know how it's a weird omen. We need, we need yeah. a, I need more crystals in my life. And I know that that's probably like very popular in LA and I think it's just coming here. You know more. what's funny is I was so not into the idea of like people being like, I'm super into like the universe. And da, 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 da. I was like, okay, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I think in this pandemic there has been so much reflection and I'm definitely still not someone who's like crazy into it, but <laughs> Yeah, like, I do we're not love, like literally doing spells. Yes, every day. <laughs> I'm not doing witchcraft, but I do love every morning before I do my morning pages, um, or even at like some point during the day if I start to feel anxious or weird, like um, I'll like pull a tarot card. Um, and I haven't gotten that great at reading them yet, but obviously like I'll look it up online. And I think it's almost like a self reflection prompt that doesn't feel academic. Mm. You know, if you pull a card and it's talking about like re-examining relationships in your life like you may be thinking about something else I tend to as I think many people do right spiral out my thoughts about the same things mm -hmm. like oh my god I should be working out more I can't believe I had too much cheese last night I can't believe I ate an entire wheel of brie like <laughs> I should probably like I don't like should I text him should I not like those thoughts are like my does my manager like me like yes yeah. those thoughts that spin in your head and it's like kind of cool to be like get a little prompt so like think about something like much deeper than the stuff that like tends to occupy our mind all day yeah and I I really like that about tarot cards that like I also I want to get more into it and I know I have some friends who are really into it but like it kind of tricks you into like thinking deeper because it's so vague and totally. that like you really make it mean what you need to hear and like I really love that that practice I actually need to start doing it more because I know we were doing it every day for a while and then mm -hmm. I was just like 
morning pages so i need to get back into that i think that's gonna be one of my goals for the week yeah, um good yeah oh yeah more tarot um yeah and like what are some other like things that you love like i know that you got really and this is kind of still involved in the art but you got really involved in writing and like directing and producing yeah you did, like a literally a whole web series so like talk about that because oh we actually didn't talk didn't about that talk last time it's so funny so in january 2020 before the world or maybe december i released a web series about being stuck in your apartment so you're a psychic is what you're saying. And so it was a comedy web series. I'm not sure if it land. If we watched it today, I don't think it would land as a comedy. I think <laughs> it would land as a dramatic unraveling. Um, but yeah, I have always, um, you know, something we talked about in, in the initial version of this podcast is that I am dyslexic. And I've always liked writing, but I think when you are dyslexic, you are often... Like, my grammar doesn't exist, and, like, I'm not a great speller, and I wouldn't, you know, not do that well. I remember getting, like, a lot of, like, I was not a straight A student in English, usually, which in my head always translated, I can't be a writer. Mm. And that's totally false, first of all. You can totally be a writer, and I wish someone had, like, massaged that for me a little bit. Um, cause I've always really loved storytelling. Like all of the choreography I ever did, uh, was really storytelling yeah. based. Um, I, so I just kind of said like, I love comedy. I love improv. I'm going to write this little web series. I'm going to have my friend's female run production company produce it. I'm going to employ some really good people. I'm going to pay my actors. Ooh. And I'm, what a groundbreaking concept. And I'm going to just, I, I wrote, I'm going to make it super minimal in terms of a lot of things. And I'm just going to do it. And I did it before. I probably could have waited, like, a, like massaged it for, like, another year. Um, and it probably would have been better. I'm not gonna like it, it probably would have but um I'm really proud of it and I think yeah. like sometimes just the act of like doing something and putting it out there and putting yourself out there is so rewarding and you know it like it was you know will it be, be sold to Amazon no but it is something I'm really proud of and yeah. I think it's uh something that uh, I hope to do again in the future when ideas strike um, I think I'm really, I'm working on perfectionism, I yeah. think, in art a lot. Um, especially, I think that's something improv has taught me in comedy is, like, the best, the best moments are when you burp through your nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it doesn't have to be, like, the, the weird inconsistencies and, like, inhuman moments are, like, the best. So, yes, I, I'm trying to write, and, like, my goal of 2021 is to write a feature. I've, like... <laughs> mapped Ooh. out 400 times and I'm really trying to focus on that in the artist the artist way helped me discover that yes um so I love that I love to bake and cook like cooking for people is like my love language I love to like mm. um in non-covid times like host a big meal like one of my favorite memories in LA was me and my roommate like hosted Easter dinner for like 20 people in our tiny apartment. Wow. It was really cool. Um, and like just something I did with my family, like my parents aren't artists. They've always been like 
number one cheerleaders in the front row, like never knew what we were doing at CSW, but were like <laughs> cheering me on. Um, but it's like something that always reminds me of my family and like where I come from. I love, you know, cooking our favorite recipes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it benefits me because sometimes I'll come home from work and you're like, I made brownies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I love to cook. I love that. Okay. So we have our questions here. They're loosely color coordinated. New questions. New questions. All right, yeah, let's so, do it. So the ones that you already answered last time that are just answered out into the universe of one person on Instagram watching are gone from this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick some random ones. Let's hope that they're ones that I've not asked anyone this season. And like I said before, these are questions that I got from a website that uh, was questions to ask your dad. I know. I liked the one about being proud of yourself. I know. That was good. Yeah. There's a lot of Let's really answer good that ones. one again. I felt good about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we can answer the normal ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some of these are... Okay, I didn't even read what they are. Oh, I'm secretly showing you. Okay. Pick a color. Orange. Mm-hmm. What is the weirdest thing you've done on a date? Oh my god. I, um, we talked about this in the last one is that I'm someone, I like don't date a whole lot. And I think one of the reasons I did that is I've done that in my adult life is like in my like youth and in my early adulthood, I was someone who was like always very tied to a boyfriend and like found a lot of my personality and like my worth as a person in a boyfriend until I was like 21. Um, so like most of my twenties has been like trying to find myself and that like self exploration. And I'm really proud of that, which means I don't date a lot, which (laughs) means I'm really awkward on dates. (laughs) Like, so like, I don't know. I don't have one of my, you know how you have faults that are also positives. One of my, like, one of those for me is that I really don't have a filter. Like I don't know when to stop. And that's a really hard on first dates um, because yeah. I don't know how to be like reel it back. I won't say I don't know the weirdest thing I did do, have done because I truly think I probably blocked it out. <laughs> but one of my like last dates in LA before the pandemic, I was so excited about like he was so normal. He was from New England, and I was like, this could be someone I like actually like would want to see again, and that's great. I was so excited that I jumped up and left the <laughs> restaurant. And as I left the restaurant, like I went to like kind of hug him goodbye. Like I went to turn around. I fell out of the restaurant and not just like a fall. I like rolled almost into the street. Like it was, was a, it on a hill. Yeah. So it was kind of like a little decline. I like truly like you couldn't like, if this was in a rom-com, you'd be like, that's not believable. She just somersaulted into the road. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, he was very nice about it. He offered to drive me home because I walked there. I think he thought I was really drunk, but I wasn't. I was just really excited that I had met a normal person. He did never call me back, but he did drive me home. Oh, at least you got a ride out of it. Got a ride out of it. (laughs) Okay, pick a color pink have you ever had candy for dinner absolutely I think that's uh some days 
I eat super healthy and some days I want brownies for dinner. I'm more of like a baked good person That's than true. a candy person specifically, but yeah, I've definitely crushed a brownie sundae for dinner. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Do you believe that everyone has a purpose in life and what is yours? Oh, this is deep. That was kind of two questions. Do you believe? I think that's really deep. I don't, I think that everyone can have a purpose in life. I I think that everyone, everyone's purpose in life is to like, I think to like grow and find happiness. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's like a really underrated thing is like being happy. Like it doesn't have to be like, so serious your purpose in life doesn't have to be this big no and I think that's often like I think probably because we went to a high school that was so like emotional like we were like (laughs) feeling all the time is I would be like what is my purpose am I gonna like you know cure this disease or like am I gonna like be famous and be like an the, the first person ever. I feel like because we went to such like a hipster school yeah. when hipster was so in like you felt the pressure to like have to like discover something for the first time yeah am I gonna and and I think like what is coolest about life and like the things that I is not like that trip you take to Bali with your friends like that's awesome the like best parts of life are like finding happiness in little moments, I think. And I I hope that's everyone's life purpose is how mm-hmm. to like find happiness without extravagance. And yourself. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Last one of these questions. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> Look like okay. you almost threw up there. I will say, it. um, I'm very dyslexic, so I have a hard time with a lot of words (laughs) and there are certain words I avoid the month February will never spell it refuse to (laughs) refuse to spell it (laughs) that's so funny um the name Jeremy Jeremy I can't say it and there was a kid we went to high school with that that was his name yes and my a boyfriend at the time was like, you say his name like it's a germ. And <laughs> I can't hear the difference. And it's, and like, to this day haunts me. I can't, when I meet someone of that name, I like won't, I immediately come up. I have l- lots of dyslexic tricks. And one of them is that I just come up with a nickname. Like, I'll yeah. just be like, if I'll just call him by their last name immediately, because I can't say that name. I, I, it's the E's, like double E sounds. Fe- February, like February. Uh, yeah. They trip me up. So any word like Feb- that, it really has an R. February. Yes, right? I think I say it wrong, and it's my birth month. I that Feb- I say February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of words like that, like E's, long and short E's. I I can't hang out. With. I can't say the word ask. 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 And um. And galoo. Galoo. Haley says galoo like she's get she's like flirting with it. Galoo. I love, I love a good bottle of galoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what that's funny that you said February because February in Portuguese, so like I grew up in Somerville, which is a town like not too far away from where you grew up. Um, and we have a really big Brazilian yeah. community and also a lot of like three family homes. So mm-hmm. I grew up a little 
a little uh, info about me that uh, you guys didn't ask for. But <laughs> I grew up in a really Brazilian household. Mm-hmm. Me and my parents are the only people who weren't from Brazil. Yeah. So, and we were really close with our downstairs neighbors. Like, left the doors unlocked. Like, they're like my little brothers and my little sister. I love like, when they FaceTime. I you. love them they're so great. much. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them if they are watching. But I would, like, be practicing Portuguese with them and... February in Portuguese is like so hard mm-hmm. and it would be so funny because they would always laugh at me so much because it's Fevereiro <laughs> and it's like that was like the best I can do and that's not good uh, yeah but it's like Hello. and they would ask me like all the time like when's your, when birthday? your birthday is in Portuguese to try and get me to say it in Portuguese and it's like so hard for me so it's like around Valentine's Day <laughs> The second month, that's it. That's all you get. You can guess what it is. No. That's so funny. Okay, so last official question. And you got a little chance to think about it this time. I forget what I said. I kind of, it was good. But I'm sure whatever you say now is going to be just Oh, I remember. Okay. Okay. What brings out your most creative self? As I said, controversial. I am not someone that's super creative in groups. I just grabbed your leg. I'm so sorry. It's the most Um, contact I've had all pandemic. No, when we touched noses. Yeah, we touched noses the other day. Just to be crazy. (laughs) We just made the hand motion at the same time. That's embarrassing. Um, I really like. I always felt both creative and emotional, uh, and I think those two things tie very well together. I'm someone that like segments my life a lot and often will like segment my emotions because I do so many things. Um, and I think like my emotions and my creativity come out often when I'm like alone in a public space. Mm. Um, I love like the most healing thing for me in the world is, and I recently realized this isn't like a healing thing for everybody. Like it's a me thing. It's just like walking through a new neighborhood Mm. and just like people watching you know, just, like, kind of strolling by myself, like, don't need music, maybe. Wow, like, you're not listening to anything when you walk around. That's so crazy to like, me, sometimes, I'm always listening to something yeah, everywhere. Sometimes I'll put in headphones just so people don't talk to me, actually. Yeah, um, pro tip, hot take. Hot tip, because I really do like just kind of, like, existing. Um, I feel really creative when I'm on airplanes, when I travel, um, when I was on the train coming back from Boston to New York, mm. I found myself like listening to an album and like appreciating it in like a new way. Um, an album, listening album. to an album. That sounds so important. Um, but yeah, you I had think a often, record out on the train. <laughs> my record player. <laughs> yeah, I think I find my creativity in loneliness, but like being surrounded by strangers. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so where can people find you? They should definitely want to find you after this amazing interview because this is one of the best ones that we've had. We had practice. We That's did. Why. We practiced so much. <laughs> yeah, so all of my acting, kind of like performance-related stuff, and some improv stuff too. I have some improv stuff recorded on my channel. Um, you can find me at nataliejohnsonactor.com. Ooh. And as I said, Monday nights we improv on Twitch. Um, my team's always up second. Uh, so midnight EST, 9 p.m. PST. <laughs> um, and other than that, you can always find me tweeting some jokes or oh, yeah. on Instagram, talking to the camera um, at natalieej11. 
very good. And you can find this. If you have watched this video, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're close to 200, I think, at this point when we're recording this. Hopefully, there's more by the time that this podcast goes up because this yeah. is going to go up um, towards the end of the year. I'm actually going to push out the podcast episodes a little more frequently than once a week just so that it makes sense and we like end, end this the year. end the year with this episode so thank yeah. you so much for being here this is like the end of season one it's so fun to actually get to do it in person because that's how I envision this whole project and um for those of you who don't know I've been trying to do this project for so so long and I originally was gonna start pre-recording and interviewing people like this at home doing crafts and talking to dancers um, in my apartment literally last March was when I was like I can I have time off from work mm -hmm. I'm gonna like film a whole bunch and put them out there so that I don't feel stressed every week having to push it out and then literally the entire world shut down crazy and I got sick and it, literally everyone in the world got well not not everyone in the world but you know if you didn't know, uh, <laughs> if you're if watching you're... this in like 2040 somehow and you've missed out the year 2020 in your education. Haven't uh, gotten there in the history books yet. Yeah, there's a pandemic this year <laughs> and um, yeah, we're still in it. So mm -hmm. wear your mask, like I said earlier. And yeah, so it's just been really cool to get to do this. And thank you to everyone who's listened. If you listen to the podcast, I think... A lot of people listen to the podcast but are not subscribed. I yes, think, I think from that's the like numbers. a trend in podcasts yeah, too. Yeah, I think people don't Always know subscribe. how to subscribe. And also, it would mean so much if you could give it a rating. Um, five stars if you really love it. That would be great. I mean, but if you can only give it one, I'll accept it. Um, and, like, leave a note for me. I think there's a way that you can leave a voice message. Someone did leave me a voice message, and I... I gave them a shout-out. It was shout so out. exciting. It was so exciting. Yeah. I, I use Anchor for the podcast, and I think that if you listen on Anchor, there's a way to, like, leave me a voice message. So maybe that's something I can add in in the season mm -hmm. two when we start up in the new year. We're going to take a few weeks off because of Christmas and New Year's. Um, but, yeah, I think what else? I mean – Well, big congrats to you, Haley. So many people say they're going to do this kind of stuff, and it's amazing you did it and completed the first season. Yeah, I know. There's been so many episodes that I didn't even – I didn't think that there would be this many people who would want to talk to me. So I'm really excited. I have some really cool people lined up for 2021. Mm -hmm. I think, like, January and February are pretty much already all booked up. But if there's anyone out there who would like to be a guest – please email me at essentiallyhaley at gmail.com. Make sure you follow the YouTube, or the, no, the Instagram. Well, subscribe to the YouTube, Essentially Haley, but there's also a Dancers Doing Stuff exclusive. Exclusive. Ooh, exclusive Instagram. And I'm trying to think what else I can plug. I mean, my name is Haley Grove. If you want to know about my personal life, that's where you can find me. And... Yeah, I hope you guys have a great holiday season, and I mean, there's not going to be much of a gap when I put this out audio version. It's going to be pretty much like maybe one week before <laughs> season two, but you know, for me personally, it's going to be like such a long time, so I'm really excited for what's to come, and I hope you guys are all feeling good and healthy and staying safe and have a great, safe holiday season, and... I think that's it. That's all she wrote. Ooh. Whoa. TikTok. Whoa. <laughs> if you are listening, we are dancing. <laughs>
go to YouTube so you can see what we did. <laughs> Bye guys. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. we